guys, what's up? This is the Cow Stars Podcast. Another episode today with your host, Coleman McAllister. Of course. It, it, who else would be the host, really? I mean, come on. It's like my fucking my <laughs> it's like my fucking uncle. He had the when we are we were having uh dinner one night with the fam and he was just like, you know what, you should you should uh have every start your podcast and have every episode be just you interviewing McAllisters around the world, which is the dumbest, by far the dumbest idea that anyone's ever given me for this podcast. That will never happen. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't see it happen. I, I'm I'm open to McAllisters coming on that um, I actually want to have on and actually are relevant, but <clears throat> yeah, I'm not going to go down the list of every McAllister. I think that's retarded. Um. But I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'm recording this a little earlier than I usually do. I'm recording this on Thursday of the week prior because um, I have a live stream coming up. Um, it will have already been up, but um, stay tuned for those. We're going to start doing those at the beginning. Every set, every first Saturday of the month, um, we're going to start doing fundraising streams, uh, 12, maybe even 24-hour streams, just um, gaming, chatting, doing whatever, trying to raise money. So... Um, even if you don't, you know, even if you don't have anything to donate, I know these are tough times economically, but, um, just, I mean, just leave a like or share it. I mean, honestly, sometimes that goes a lot further than money anyways. So, um, even if it's not your thing, even if you're not a big gamer type of person, um, just like, just click on the link, hit a like, share it to a friend. You don't even have to do that. Just do it. Just do a like, you know, at least a like comment. Let, let, let me know that you love me. (laughs) <laughs> that you love what we're doing and all that. Um. Anyways, I I kind of thought I would do kind of a a little check in with um some porn addiction type of stuff. Uh, just kind of I kind of wanted to just take a whole episode to kind of just focus on that. Um, I've mentioned it before. I've done. I know I last year at the end of dry January I did kind of a live stream where I kind of went into kind of revealing my addiction and um kind of having a frank conversation about it. Um, and, you know, we're almost at that point. Well, let's see. I think... Th- so here's the thing. I've actually um, intentionally lost track of where I'm at. Like, I, I think there's something to the whole um, counting the days of how, how long you've been doing whatever. There's There can be kind of... It can be kind of a double-edged sword in a way. Um like in one aspect, if you're actually able to stick to that and uh, keep fighting, it can be really inspiring and uplifting in a lot of ways, right? Um, for me, though, personally, I just found it to be kind of a downer. Um, you know, I've I've been good with like the whole actually masturbating. I haven't done that since last November, or no, not last, the year before that. So about 15 months, roughly, about, or 14 months, I should say, about 14 months, roughly, um, without masturbating. And, um, you know, despite all the positives that, um, it is really hard to still stay away from pornographic images and videos and that kind of thing. Um, I've actually had two relapses this week. Um, I was going to record this yesterday, but <laughs> it, was, it was really fucking stupid. I was like about to record this episode about no fat about you know porn addiction and that whole thing and then i ended up just kind of getting spiraling getting caught in a, in a rabbit hole and you know i had to take action i had to step away from my computer i went to a public space i went to the library um and then i showed up early to my therapy appointment kind of waited in the lobby and just kind of took those steps i think that's a really good thing for um a really good tidbit for people who are struggling um, that's one of the things that have just helped. That's, I mean, it's one of those, it's like taking a cold shower or something, right? Like, or like forcing yourself to work out. Like you're just, it, like, it's a really good way to just stay away from that. Like what you're going to jerk off in the middle of a library and get arrested or like in a McDonald's or what? Like, no, like you're not going to do, you can't even bring yourself to do that really. Um, unless you're like, a, I don't know, a really desperate situation or something. Um, I definitely have jerked off in public, <laughs> not even in public, just like in public spaces in my car. I've definitely done that. Um, <laughs> it's bad, but it's true. Um, so, 
So yeah, I just, excuse me. So uh, I kind of wanted to just talk about this. I got some shit stuck in my throat there. Um, kind of wanted to just talk about this whole thing uh, a little bit and try try to talk about open mindedly too. Um, I had a fucking point. What was my point? That I that I relapsed. Um, and I I guess. I guess I've kind of been trying to just look at this whole thing differently. Um, cause I think right. And I will say if you're, if you're not into the whole no fat porn thing and you want to just skip past this episode, I'm not going to be offended. Um, I, I think there's a very, there's a, there's a train of thought for it all being bullshit. And we're actually going to kind of look into that a little bit later. Um, cause I, th- I think it is, uh, I think it is valuable to look at the other side, right? Like, um, the, I I guess going back to going back to the counter, right? Like I do think that they're like counting your days. I do think that there's something to that that can be harmful. Um, if 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 you relapse, if you can't stick with it, and you keep like like on my app, for instance, I had um, cigarettes, alcohol, masturbation, and actual pornographic viewing. Um, and you know, as I'm sure anyone can understand or guess. Um, being doing something that involves social media and you know constantly posting constantly being on all these social media sites um is very easy to get stuck in you know the thirst traps the booty videos whatever um it's super easy to get trapped in that you know your algorithm it it works against you really i mean it, it it knows what you like even if it's something that you shouldn't like, and it will put that at the forefront. I mean, even even if you go through, I mean, I will say surprisingly, TikTok's actually pretty been pretty good about that. I I spent a good like two weeks to a month, really like really going through the work of like hitting not interested, really trying to redirect the algorithm, and it actually has been pretty successful. I haven't really come, come across any thirsty shit on TikTok over the last while. Um, but Facebook, I mean, Facebook's awful. They'll just, I mean, they, you'll you'll mark it, and then like two weeks later, it'll still it'll pop back up because they don't care. They don't they they don't they because they know right. They know like if you mark everything not interested, you're literally creating a category that they can just say, oh well, he's does he's not they're not interested in this, but we know they are, so we're gonna put it back. Maybe it's not that black and white. I don't know. I'm not a programmer. I don't understand how that works. 100% but I have a pretty good idea um but anyways I I think when you have a number system when you're like looking at things in that geist in like okay but well for instance I for cigarettes I think I was at like 1300 days or something like that because it's been about um I, I quit in 2020 uh quit smoking cigarettes so I have that huge number um I quit drinking uh last new year's so a little over a year for that and then masturbation was even more than that about 14 months and then (laughs) my my porn use would be would usually simmer around anywhere from like two to ten days and like every two to ten days i would break and then i would like have to just reset that clock drop it down it's extreme it was extremely discouraging um I mean, it's really easy to get because porn, porn um, as an addiction is unlike anything else. Um, I mean, with with any kind of drug or gambling or really like anything else, there there's a process to it, right? Like if you want, I guess with I guess you can gamble online pretty easily. But even with that, I mean, you got you got to get the money. You got to put the like. I'm sure there's like some kind of transaction that happens there. And then you have to actually play to get like the game or, you know, like something with like drugs or alcohol. There's a process where you have to drive or order it. You know, maybe you can like if you drug, if you have a really cool drug dealer, maybe they can come bring it to you, whatever. But there's a process in that. Right. And, and there's a financial thing with that, like automatically. Um, whereas with something like pornography, a it's free. Um, even if you were like even for someone who I was who was like paying for it. Um, you can still find almost Jesus. You can you can find almost anything for free, um, and it, it's just so easy. It's like it's three clicks, three clicks, three clicks, three swipes, whatever, and you're seeing porn. I mean, look. I mean, Facebook and 
Instagram, really any site, but I mean, especially those, there's plenty of pornographic content on those, uh, on those websites. I can attest to that. Um, you, you know, you think you're like in this safe space of, oh, I can just look at these booty pics and no porn will come across. Like you think you're kind of riding this wave of like the middle and it's not. Um, so that's been, that's been discouraging for me personally. Um, going through that whole thing and how that, how that affects you mentally, how that affects your, um, your self-esteem. I think I did. I've been kind of wondering if there's a point where it's toxic, right? Where um, it's almost like a compulsive thing. Like you get you get lost in it, you break, and then like I I have like reactions where like I'll get in crying fits, I'll get really anxious, I'll start spiraling out of control, like mentally. I'll I don't know. I'll like I'll, I'll just go. I'll like with my partner, I'll like get into arguments with her about it. And it's just, it's not healthy. Um, and you know, I've even kind of been, I've, I, the last couple of days, we've kind of been even rethinking the drinking thing. Like, am I maybe at a point now where I can learn to enjoy it in a healthy way? And I don't know if that's possible with pornography. Um, like I don't, I don't really want to or see myself being in a point where I would do that all the time, or I or not even all the time, like I, even at all, really, or that like I would engage in that. But I think it's, I think it's fair to say that um, I don't think like having a negative reaction every time you see it is good either. And I think, you know, I'm a very all or nothing type of person, so I think that's part of it too. So I'm really trying to, I'm really, you know, I'm ta- I'm in therapy and everything, kind of talking through this kind of stuff, and I'm really trying to find this middle ground with that. Um, so that's kind of the journey I'm on, and it's kind of like, you know, I kind of talked about this like at the beginning of the month, right? How like it's kind of discouraged, or or I guess it was November, yeah, because that's when I did the one year no fab was like in November. Um, it can be kind of discouraging, uh, when you're at this point of like, however year plus, and you're still struggling with the image aspect of it and it's still in your head. It's these, you know, fucking things are still in your head. I mean, this is an addiction I've been dealing with for like 20 years. Um, and I, I know it's a life, I know it's going to be a lifetime, um, to get over that. And that can be really discouraging. I think it's really easy to just say why, well, fuck it. What's even the point? Right. If I like, if I'm permanently fucked up, like, why don't I just overdo this? And I think every time, like, I, I get lost in it and I come back out, I can really say, like, okay, like, I, I understand that this is not what it's chalked up to be. Like, you're just kind of tricking your biology in a way to, um, you know, you're tapping into that and getting a dopamine rush from that. And it's not a real reflection of life. And it's just like, there's just so many aspects to it that just are unhealthy, right? Um, but I don't know. I guess I guess I've been kind of rethinking, not even rethinking. I've just been kind of thinking about the last couple of days, that whole thing, the reaction to it, the, uh, you know, like maybe even some kind of healthy exposure. I don't know. I don't really know where I'm at with that. I don't even know where this is going, but. I just thought I would just kind of have a open discussion about it with you guys. Um, cause I, you know, I know there are people that listen to this podcast who um, struggle with pornography, um, that have reached out to me personally. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there are plenty of others who maybe suspect that or think that maybe they're just not willing to come to terms with it. I don't know. Um, I, I don't judge either way. If, if you're someone who's listening to this and you're like, this is fucking retarded, like just go jerk off. Like that's fine. I get that. That's a that's a logical train of thought. I'm not even gonna, you know, diss that. Um, I get. I guess it just it, it it comes from a lot, right? And I guess today I wanted to kind of just I kind of want to also just kind of lay out my. I know I've talked about it a little bit in the past, but maybe just like really break it down and really lay out my story about sex and porn and everything to kind of just maybe I don't know like the other day I was listening to uh 
I was listening, I don't remember the YouTuber's name, but I was listening to him and he was talking about how uh, his father killed himself um, being a porn addict. And uh, he was actually involved in a very serious sexual allegation uh, with this chiropractor business. He lost the business. He lost respect of all his peers and family. And he ended up taking his own life. Um, and that's a that's a really, that's a real thing with porn addiction too. That I think people don't. You know, I think people like look at drugs, right? They look at drugs or alcohol and they're like, oh, well, like this kills people. But they don't really think that about that. They don't think that about pornography, but it does happen. It even happens with porn stars. Porn stars are overdose, porn stars that overdose or whatever. You know, this thing can happen. These things, these kind of things can happen. Um, so, I mean, I think it is fair to say that it can be a deadly addiction in some sense. Maybe not as black and white as that sounds, but like in a way, I mean, it's a shame cycle. The whole thing's a shame cycle. I mean, really with everything, but especially with pornography, it's a shame cycle. Um, you know, however, however, I do I do find myself kind of wondering how much, of that is, how much of that is because of religion or society and whether, like, I think there's a valid argument from the pro-porn side to say, like, how much of this is really just um, a societal issue more so as it's a real issue. I think that's a fair argument. Um, I don't really know. I know for me personally, it was not healthy. Um, I know the behavior I was engaging in, um, where my brain was, where uh, the money I was spending, like that that wasn't healthy. There's no healthy equation of that in my mind, where I was at. Now, could I be somewhere in the middle on that? Maybe. Could you be someone who you know, cuts back to once a week watching porn? Maybe that's possible. I, I think there are certain people who can do that. I don't know if I'm that kind of person. I suspect that I'm not. Given from who I am and my experiences, but not even with that, with drugs too, drugs and alcohol too, um, I don't see myself being that kind of person. So I'm not, I'm not like saying that I'm going to go jerk off or that you should just fuck this. Like, that's not what I'm saying at all. Um, but I think, it, I think. If we want to be real people, if we want to be open and honest people, we need to have these kind of conversations, right? And I think when you kind of go by that, like, AA mentality, SAA mentality of, what the fuck is that? Uh, all right, we're back. It'll shut off in a little bit. Um, I just, that high pitch is fucking throwing me off. Um, anyways, so my story, my journey, um, and I've talked, I've, like I said, I've kind of talked about this a little bit, but I kind of want to just kind of go through it in depth, in depth, like from the beginning, right? Because um, I think, like, I think listening to other people's stories is something that's also really helped. Um, to be fair, sometimes I think, I think sometimes you listen to other people's stories and you're like, well, maybe I'm not that bad, <laughs> you know? But because um, I think that is kind of one of the things that um, I didn't like about SAA. I think that was maybe my point. Um, I didn't like with SAA is uh, kind of that whole well. First of all, I mean, I talked about this before. I think it just it just inflames the shame cycle. I think, um, but like you know, I think I think a lot. Like my experience with SAA, right, was um, I think almost not almost. I think every single person that spoke of that thing talked about having an actual sex addiction, which meant like cheating, going behind their partner's back, or just you know seeking out prostitutes or whatever um not a single person really talked about pornography and um you know that's something that i thankfully never got into i mean you know despite maybe talking to women online i i never crossed that threshold of like actually having sex with other people um behind my partner's back i mean one because i knew that was the end all be all which makes sense um um, and two, you know, sex just complicates things. And, you know, I think that's, I think that's part of why I, my porn addiction got so big is because, you know, being autistic and, um, just not doing well with that in general, um, porn was a very comforting thing. It was like, okay, this is, this is a way that I can exert myself sexually where I'm in complete control. I mean, I, I thought I was in complete control. I obviously wasn't, but I'm, I'm in control and I can just, I don't have to worry about another person, right? Like a very, very selfish, a very selfish way of thinking. Um, 
So that I think that was why that's part of why it didn't really work. But anyways, I guess going back to the beginning, you know, uh, I think I think a lot of my problems currently that um, revolve around this have to do with my upbringing, my childhood, um, growing up in a very religious environment where sex was not only not talked about but condemned. Um, you know, my parents still hold the belief, I believe to this day that, um, sex is for one thing and one thing only, and that's, uh, producing a child, um, which is just a wild fucking way to think about sex, in my opinion, um, especially with the technology we have today, <laughs> like, I don't know, it, it's, it's just such an unrealistic expectation, um, to put that on yourself, but, Anyways, um, so I mean, I, 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 you know, I remember the first time I saw porn. It was uh, I went over to a buddy's house, um, which like my parents never let me do um, for like a long time. Like, or they would always be really strict about it uh, throughout my childhood. So it's kind of surprising that I even got to this point. But um, I remember <laughs> my friend had my friend. We went to his back shed. And he had all these, like, he had all these, like, nudie mags, right? Like, all, taking all these pages out, stuck them to the wall. So it was just, like, <laughs> it's just, like, this wall of pornographic images, right? I remember it just, like, I remember seeing that and having it just grip me in a way. Like, really enticed me in a way where I was, like, oh, this is, like, this is the holy grail of pleasure. Like, a, a hot naked woman getting, you know, being naked. At that time, it was just being naked, right? I mean, I hadn't even really. I mean, at that point, I wasn't even really looking at penetration type stuff. It was just naked women. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if I really like. I don't know if I really had much experience or really indulged in porn that much. Um, in between that and like when I actually started masturbating, watching video pornography maybe fleeting maybe it was kind of just one of those things where you saw every once in a while no that's not true that's not true <laughs> i totally forgot about this um this is actually kind of funny what um i remember i would uh i would uh <laughs> well both i would like look up porn on google because i think that was before my mom really kind of suspected that um, but I would actually play like pornographic games, which <laughs> is weird. Like I would play like games where you had to like undress women, like animated women. Right. And like, I, I, there was something about like being involved in that. And maybe that kind of played into like my webcam addiction. Right. Like, uh, really played into that whole interactive part of it. And <laughs> I remember one time. One time I was I was doing it and uh, my mother like <laughs> stormed down and I was like fuck and we had a, we had like a, a a power strip well like with a switch where uh, you could you could like turn off the shit you could like turn off the thing so I just like I took my toe and I just like switched it off and like the whole computer shut off right because power just left um. And, like, I don't know if history wasn't a thing then or my mom just didn't know how to do it or whatever. But, like, she interrogated me. Like, why did you do that? Why would you do that? And, like, I just, I refused. I, like, I, I refused. I don't even know what the, <laughs> what the reason was, right? Um, and she probably suspected it. But who knows? I, I've, I've never had that conversation. <laughs> so I would, like, do stuff like that. I'm sure there was, like, times where I looked up, like, images, right? Um and then it wasn't until like eighth grade where I had a friend who talked to us about masturbating and like how weird it was. Like when, like the first time that the white shit comes out, right. And it's like, it's, and that is like a really weird feeling. I remember like the first time I jerked off, it was like dry hand. I didn't even have lubricant. I was just <laughs> jerking it out of the shaft and thinking about shit. And like, that was enough to like, for me to climax. And that's such a weird thing. Right. And then I would have, I would just have these like, like, cause I lived downstairs and there was a bathroom right there. So I would just like 
ritualistically like go to the bathroom and just like imagine things. Maybe I even had videos then. I don't know. It's all a haze. It's all a haze. It's kind of weird even thinking about this. Um, I'm <laughs> I remember one time I was fucking jerking off and my dad knocked on the door because <laughs> cause how it was is we I had the, um, so it was my room, it was the bathroom and then the laundry room. So people were always coming in and out of my room. I had no sense of privacy ever. Like the like it was always like a scared thing that I was doing masturbating. It was always like a, like I was always on edge. I was always thinking that somebody's around the corner about to find me or whatever i never actually got walked in on until i was an adult which is weird um like i managed to pull it off but i'm <laughs> i remember one time my dad so i was like jerking off right and, <laughs> and my dad bangs on the door he's like let me in and then i uh and then he like i was like in the mid i was like right in the middle i was like about to come and then he just he tries to open the door I fucking lunge forward, put my like hand and my foot like on the door. And I'm like, no. And then I just fucking came literally all over the back. Of the <laughs> my cum just like shot out and just like landed on the fucking door. And then, you know, I, I was like, no, I'm in here. And then like, I, you know, <laughs> I fucking, I got my pants back on everything, opened the door. Like he opened the door or whatever. And so like, I just, there was just like cum <laughs> on the door and he didn't even fucking notice. Oh, it was such a close call. I had so much anxiety. Um, oh shit, before, I forgot, I even forgot to backtrack. Before that, God, this all just comes back to you when you're thinking about it. But um, I remember when Facebook was really big. Um, or not even really big when it first, when, before it was big, really. I mean, when it was just a thing that we heard about, oh, there's this thing, Facebook, right? I mean, I was like fucking 10 or whatever, 10, 11. Um, and I had, I had cleverly, cleverly set up a Facebook account, um, where I set it up to where I was over 18, which is a lie. <laughs> if he didn't know that, if he couldn't put that together. Um, and that was at the time where Facebook, you could, there was actually like, not even like like it was like almost like softcore tease, but it wasn't even porn. It was just like videos of strippers, and they would like strip down and they would like cut right before you saw anything naked, right? Um, but I but like I would, <laughs> um, there was a thing that you could do if you had a friend that was like had that app downloaded or subscribed to that or whatever that like all their friends could watch it. And so I was like the rock star at my school. This tiny little private school in Iowa. I was the fucking rock star. <laughs> you know, like, oh my God, you give us all the porn and shit. Um, and then I remember I went to camp because I used to do this like camp for seven weeks out of the year. That was, fuck, that was actually probably the time that I, I first came across video pornography. Anyways, um, I came back from that and my mother like sat me down and she asked me to, she said she found out that I had Facebook in so many words. And she asked me to write down the username and password. And I did. Um, and I remember her doing that. And then me going into my closet, shutting the door and just sitting in the dark in silence and just waiting, waiting to see what happened next. Um, and like, you know, an hour or two later, whatever, my mother came into my room bawling, bawling. Um, and she just said, uh, you know, I, the thing I want from the thing I want most for you is that is that you have a good soul, that you save your soul. Um, and then she upstairs crying. And my dad actually, my dad came down, came in right after. And all I had to say was, you know, People do stupid shit, <laughs> which was which was comforting at the time, right? Because I was like, I was fucking distraught and devastated uh, for hurting my mother like that. Um, so you know, that was definitely an unhealthy component to it, right? Like that, that that's a whole part of the shame cycle. I don't know if I could ever forgive my mother for. Um, you know, later speaking, of my mother later on, there's uh fast track 10 15 years or fast forward 10 15 years um 
and I was struggling. I was having this issue with my ex-wife where she was upset with my porn use and in kind of a moment of desperation, I went to my mother and kind of just laid it all out, talked to her about it. And then she put her hand on my shoulder and she was like, do you want me to drive the demons out of you? And I stood up and I walked out the door <laughs> and I went home because no, um, I was an atheist. I mean, besides the fact that I was already an atheist at that point, like what fucking insane person is like where I'm just going to I'm just going to perform an exorcism because you jerk off. I mean, that's just so fucking insane in my mind. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's a huge part of it for me. I feel bad throwing my family under the bus, but like, I I don't know. I, I'm here today. That was my experience. I don't know what else to say on that. Um, so yeah, I, I it's a thing, right? It's a thing. Um, I, I think you know, thinking back, it's so weird because I my timeline even got fucked up, or maybe it didn't. I don't know. But the first, I remember the first time I was actually exposed to video pornography. Um, I had a friend, I had a friend at camp who had, he had like the big iPod, right? Like with the video, like the $600 fucking, because this was like, it was basically just like rich kid camp for like the parents who like just wanted their kid to fuck off for however many weeks out of the year. Right. Um, so, you know, they had all the gadgets, but you know, they had all these rules, like you couldn't have computers and cell phones and whatever. But I mean, that was, that was in the day and age where. You know, an iPod wasn't connected to the internet. It was just you pre-download a bunch of songs, and move, and you know you could download movies. Um, and I had a kid. I had a friend who um, I think it might have been. I don't remember which movie. It might have been Saw Two actually that I watched. I don't know, but he had that, and he also had porn. Um, and I remember I would like, and he like didn't use his iPod for some, so I would like borrow his iPod, and I would like. <laughs> with like a jerk off in the bunk you know to like to this porn i would like skip through it on the fucking the wheel you know <laughs> fucking wild shit um and you know that kind of developed an unhealthy thing i remember one time i got made fun of because i would have dreams where I'm, i would because you're a kid like you're a kid and you get fucking stiff and horny for the dumbest reasons right I remember I got made fun of because I I would get I would get a boner I would wake up with a boner when I had dreams of flying, um and everybody thought that was just fucking hilarious because I mean because I was so removed from that, like I was going through all these puberty and all these things and I I I wasn't even really there with porn or with sex or whatever, um, so yeah. Um, and, but you know, I guess going back to, I, th- I think it was probably around 14, 15 that I really started watching video pornography, um, really started getting into it. Um, eventually I, I found certain porn stars that I really liked and really became obsessed with certain porn stars. Um, that was kind of throughout high school. I think, uh, I think a lot of it too is, um, I really, I really limited myself intentionally with sexual experiences. And this is something I still find myself regretting all these years later. I wish I could go back and just tell Coleman to just get laid. I, I really do. Just despite um, the environment I grew up in, I wish I had done that. Um, because, I mean, I don't know. I was trying to avoid disappointing my parents i was trying to avoid disappointing my family and it ended up happening anyways um so i i you know i had a girlfriend um her name was monica and monica she moved out of town and she was kind of she was definitely like you know because i grew up in a small conservative town um none of my friends that were having sex they were all really religious um because that was just the only group of people that i fit i i could fit in with and, um, and this woman, this girl, like, um, she was really interested in me. My friends were telling me that you know, my friends who weren't like that, right. The few friends I didn't have that weren't like that were telling me that she was DTF and all this shit. And we even like, we even had a moment where 
she like touched my penis and like I pre I pre ejaculated right and that weirded her out, kind of ruined the whole mood because I was such a horny fucking kid that I was like, oh my god, right, <laughs> this is happening. First woman I saw naked, like it, you know, just a lot, and uh, I I ended up ending that relationship um, because I was so scared. I was so scared of getting her pregnant. I was so scared of um, something happening. Um, my parents finding out, um, I always like worried about <clears throat> like coming home, like coming home after it was almost, it was almost like the idea of like smoking a joint and then trying to come home and like be around your parents. Right. Um, which I ironically did later in life. Um, and they didn't find out for a while, but, um, but uh, but I remember like thinking like I would come back home after having sex. My parents would just know, they would just know I had sex. Like they would be able to see it in my face, they or smell me or whatever, and, and ask me about it. I don't even know if I thought about them smelling it at that point. Um, but I, I remember I remember coming back, or I remember just thinking about that. Right. So I, I so I ended it. I ended the relationship. Uh, she was even like, you know, trying to get back together afterwards. I just, I wouldn't do it. Um, and you know, after that, <clears throat> I never very much looked dating. I dated some people for a series of months. Um, and it's really weird. Cause like all the women that I dated in high school ended up like having sex with their next boyfriends and you know, they kind of split off from our friend group. Um, so that was always kind of weird too. That always kind of helped me feel like I was, or fueled the fire of me thinking that I was lesser, or whatever. <clears throat> Excuse me. Will it get back to me? No, I don't think so. Maybe he did. Did he? No, he didn't. Um, so, it was just a weird thing. It was a weird thing with that, growing up. And I, you know, I didn't lose my virginity until I was 19 um, when I was in college, getting drunk with a chick. And, you know, I had a condom. I had one condom or maybe I had two condoms. No, I had one condom, which to anyone who hasn't had sex yet um, that may be listening to this, um, when that time comes and you're using a condom, bring at least two condoms. If Really, you should have a whole pack on you, but like one condom is not going to do it. Those things are not like dynamite they're not titanium condoms okay they, they will break you will break at least one <laughs> um and i remember like you know me and this chick got really drunk we were smoking she was a year older than me so i was like oh my god like i'm like with a woman right and she was a hoe i mean i'm not gonna i'm sorry that sounds shitty but it's true um she i remember i went to a party with her and she was like she was like showing everybody her tits <laughs> and like there was a, it was weird. There was, cause I, I wasn't like not drinking at that point. I was just a pothead. Um, like before we had sex, like when I had been at this party with her and it was just three women all making out with each other on the couch and just a group of like 15 other like people, not even just guys like, <laughs> Like just people just staring and watching. I remember even then it was weird. And I remember the, the chick that I ended up later losing my virginity to uh, was bent over and she had her G string up and someone attempt like, um, you know, dared me to like snap it. I just kind of went, <laughs> kind of snapped. It's something like to this day, I kind of feel really shitty about like, like she didn't notice. So she was probably too drunk, but like, I don't know that that was, that always kind of sat weird with me afterwards and um but like the, the funny thing is this whole time there was this one gay this gay guy who was uh, on my floor he's just this is happy he's sitting right next to this like this is happening on the couch right next to the couch is him on his phone <laughs> glued to his phone going through grinder talking to guys on grinder trying to get like and it's just it was just the most bizarre thing this is like this is fucking south dakota trash parties for you right here this is just what people do it's wild and then later the weed came and i got really fucking stoned but she ended up like fucking my the guy who like because the guy whose house we were at was my drug dealer that's why we were there um 
and she ended up like fucking him like outside in a shed or something like that. Um, so this was like the caliber of woman that I was dealing with, right? But anyways, uh, the condom fucking broke. The con it just like in the middle of it, it fucking broke, and she like really wanted it like throughout the whole night, and I just wouldn't give it to her. Um, like even later on, we cuddle, and she like was like stroking, and she's like wanting, it, and I just like confused because I was just I was so scared of getting STD. Which, to be fair, was probably a smart move because I probably would have gotten one, <laughs> um, or like, or just getting pregnant. Like, I, th- this was always something on my mind that I was so scared of, and I don't even know if I really um, look back on, like, frown upon that. Like, I, I do wonder if um, maybe having that, you know, enabled me to not have kids, to not have just knock some chick up and have my life ruined. Like, sorry <laughs> to the people who's that happened, who that's happened to, but I mean. You know, I've said I don't really want kids, and I think uh, that would have really negatively impacted me. I don't think I'd be here today doing this podcast if I'd had kids at any point. Um, so, anyways, so that happened, and like I remember, I went. I, I, I this was where I fucked up. Is like I because I'm just like I'm just excited, right? Like 19 years old, I finally lost my virginity. And I just remember just like getting on the floor and like announcing it, like holding my hand up and be like, I fucking lost my virginity. And people, you know, of course people were weird about it. Eventually got to her. And then like she, um, what was it? I asked her how I did it on a scale of one to 10. She said, um, I would give you a zero and say that you should read more books. <laughs> and that of course crushed me. I mean, Another piece of advice to those who have not gotten laid, if that's you, uh, do not ask how, <clears throat> do not ask how you did, men or women, really. If, if, do not ask the other person how you did. They, it will not be a good answer. It never is. It is never a good answer. Nobody, you can watch all the porn in the world and it will never prepare you for that whole thing. Right. Um, and, you know, I guess after that, you know, uh, I don't know. I think that kind of fueled it. I think having all these negative sexual interactions really just fueled my pornography use. Um, and, you know, I think throughout, you know, I got married. I, you know, I met my ex-wife in college. Then, you know, we were friends of benefits for like a couple weeks. And then, you know, well, actually what happens, I, I, she was in the middle of hospitalizations and all that. I had the genius idea to just say, hey, you know, you can come live with me. Which I don't know. I, I think I was into her before at the time too. Um we had had we had almost had sex in college, but it never happened. We'd like made out once, but kind of that same thing, right? Like I was just scared. I was scared. I was scared of all the consequences that could happen with sex. Um <clears throat> and um and I think through that relationship um, you know, I don't want to reveal any of her shit, but, um, you know, she had some, she's had bad experiences and I think that kind of really just knocked off, like the sex just ended at a certain point, even, you know, even getting married. I remember one of the things that really fucked me up is, you know, we had sex on our wedding night, but it was, she told me, you know, years later that she never wanted that. She never wanted to have sex on our wedding night. Um, she just didn't want it. And that really fucked me up um, and kind of kind of really just put me back in that spiral. You know, she would say I was creepy in bed. She would say I was weird in the bedroom um, and just just a lot of negative experiences. And I think that, you know, and I don't think that's a fault of women either. I think I think there's specific women that I chose or that I dated that um, just weren't good for that and um who who were like unable to have a real conversation about right like my partner like you know my partner today like we can have these kind of conversations and i'm I'm more secure with her both in and out of the bedroom than i have been with anyone including my ex-wife um and i you know i just think it's i i think that's it's something that people need to just keep in mind right and that's that you know this kind of brings into this is why I've been discovering, right? Um, discovering the, what, like, what are the reasons why I'm so hooked on porn and like going through your fucking life is that, um, how long have I been going? Holy fucking, holy shit. I've been talking for 45 minutes already. 
Oh my god. Um. So I. So sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. I that went way longer than I thought it would. Wow. Um. So I guess I'm not even really done technically. Um. And you know, my I you know my porn use just go, I think my porn use just grew more and more extreme throughout throughout that marriage. I went from. I mean, I was at a point where I was masturbating five times a day, like every day easily like just wasting hours and hours obsessing over certain porn stars um i was i was at the point where i was making mixtapes like what i guess that was before i was even married i was like i was just downloading porn and making mixtapes out of them and like organizing things um and you know like toward the end of my porn addiction uh when i was with my current partner um i was paying for sites i was downloading like 4k porn that was like taking up so much space on my computer and I didn't even care because I had all I had folders with all the different porn stars and I would like have my own I mean it was more than I even watched like I probably didn't watch 60% of those videos like it was just n- n- meaningless space but because those sites are so expensive that I didn't want to pay for all of them so I was like oh I'll just download everything to save money and then it was just it it was dumb and, you know, I was, like, editing together videos. I was making poor music videos. Like, I was really into it. I was spending money on that on top of spending money on cam girls, chatting with cam girls. Um, you know, just shit like that. And it was dumb. It was really dumb. I know it was dumb. I, I, I don't look back on those things. Like, with, with just, like, the strip pornography, I can at least kind of give myself some credit on that. But, like, with stuff like that, it was just dumb. It wasn't healthy. It was awful, um, both on my wallet and how it made me feel. My productivity, like my productivity since I've quit, has soared. I mean, even though I was doing the podcast, then still, um, there's no way I'd be doing this with the podcast, with three different podcasts, right? There's no way I would have to drive in a movie, right? Like, there's no way I'd have to drive for that if I had kept watching pornography. Um, so yeah, I I think. Uh, for those who are struggling, I guess my last piece of not last piece of advice, but those struggling, I, I would encourage you to um, to look into like, you know, really trying to figure out like why, like why do you watch porn, and not just because it taps into your biology, and it, it's just like like why wouldn't you right like like regardless of all of that, and that's true, but like there's still like a there's still a reason right there's still a reason that you're like obsessing over it and that you find yourself lost in this um and i really encourage anyone to like just kind of kind of like even like look back on your sexual experiences or with your partners and just try to think of like why like how did these things or like your upbringing like right like how did these things play into it so i think that's my story um it took me a long time (laughs) took me i i spent way longer talking about that than i thought i thought this was gonna be you know my podcast episodes haven't really been that long lately i felt bad we call so we call i call this the McAllister hours and there's like the McAllister 38 minutes that's kind of what these episodes have been um jesus christ okay i think that's it i think that's really i think that's really the bulk of it um i just wanted to do one more thing before we before we wrap this up, um, kind of kind of backtracking to what I was talking about with uh, kind of trying to have an open mind about this. I thought I would take some clips. I would show some clips that I found the last couple of days um, and really try to just kind of dissect them, have my take on them. Um, and I don't know, just kind of respond to them. I thought that I thought that'd be interesting. I was gonna maybe I'll do this in another episode. I was gonna I was maybe thinking about doing an episode where we kind of look into um, maybe some articles or like some of the things that the experts have said about it to maybe kind of give people some extra motivation. But um, anyways, uh, let's just do this first clip. Why not? Why the fuck not, man? To hate people, I don't fucking know. <laughs> you would do it for clout or if they're trying to promote something. How do you guys feel about semen retention? What? the... Like holding back your cum? Yeah, it's a popular topic on Reddit and online. Oh, so and about being the most productive male, like holding. Okay, and I will say this before we start. Um, I do think semen retention is bullshit. I will agree with them on that. Um, I like. I look. Like I orgasm. 
<laughs> I still orgasm every day. All right, like I'm still, I'm still fucking right. I like, I haven't held back on that, and I don't think like there's any real, I don't know. The arguments about seam retention, I think, are kind of ridiculous. I, oh, look, I mean, I feel like you're an athlete. I guess that makes sense, right? But like beyond that, if you're just a regular Joe, I think it's kind of stupid to. I, I think it's stupid to like retain your semen. I, I do think that's dumb. I think the the bigger thing to take away from it is like having a healthy relationship with it. Anyway. When you're semen, rappers are talking about it. What? Like uh, rappers say they have sex. When they're having sex, they don't come. And uh, like Joey Badass has said this and NLE Choppa and rappers like that. NLE, that's funny. I would love <laughs> to have that problem. <laughs> you would love to have the problem of you want to have sex and not come? They hold I their, mean, they hold their come in. Why? To be more productive. I mean, if masturbation is unproductive and makes you lazy or tired, Dad, and it's healthier so. not to come, they say. I it agree makes with your that. stamina crazier. I can really? get that, but no fap. You do you like that? Or? No, I don't. I'm oh. not. Okay, so what she just said is a lie. Uh, masturbating does not increase your stamina. If anything, it decreases it. I can tell. I can tell you from personal experience uh, with multiple different partners that it does it. <laughs> idea that it helps your stamina is, is stamina is just retarded uh, the science literally points to everything else so at, right off the bat this is just this is a bad clearly if you can't tell by now this is a bad example um but anyways oh. um, listen i'm That's a lot no. of work i'm not <laughs> fucking a guy who don't want to fuck it's and if you hold it it's no. not even about not want to fuck he just don't want to come so he's stroking extra long like you know, we in here fucking for two hours three hours and you're not doing you're gonna nothing. rub my pussy wrong starting to wonder what's going on <laughs> <laughs> do you believe in a like porn addiction yes Absolutely. i love it i'm a i'm a poor i'm a porn <laughs> she addict. believes that she is one <laughs> that's funny i'll put believe my hand on addicted. the porn bible i'm a porn addict do you do you feel some type of way if someone's like a hardcore fan and addicted to porn and like they're like fucked up in life because they're so addicted to it or no, that's not, I love your, that. that's not your responsibility like that makes me <laughs> i love it yeah i mean i really dismissive reaction and i think if you right like if you told somebody that was like selling alcohol hey do you do you think that like you you know selling to alcoholics is uh do you see that as being negative they're going to tell you no right because there's going to be a bias there um that's that's the unfortunate aspect of capitalism right or not even capitalism i don't even i hate see backtrack i don't even want to say that because i hate when people say capitalism i don't think it's capitalism i think it's just human nature anyways it can be a little bit fucked up in certain aspects. Like, like say you sit home and jerk off all day. I mean, if you're jerking yeah. off wa- watching some shit, Guess that's I won't bring up my legal. Day. Yes, that's not okay. No, I'm saying illegal. like your stuff. You have a hardcore fan. And you, see how, like pre- you see how she's getting emotional? Let's go back. Did you see how she just kind of... Not okay. No, I'm saying illegal. like your... You see that, that look right there. <sighs> so mad. How dare he? How dare he attack my career? Stuff you have a hardcore fan. <laughs> He's saying spends, like it, pre- it, it prevents you from doing other stuff in life. Spends oh, all I money. Can, I can see that. Spends all money on you. Just jerks off to all your stuff. Do you feel some type of social ethical responsibility? Like, dude, no. get some help. Responsibility? Don't, don't, no. Don't, I always no. feel like a goddess. They're their own person. Yeah, definitely. But do I feel like you might be awkward? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or have some personal issues. Yeah. Right. Exactly. No, I think you are right. <laughs> What's the? Um. No. <laughs> if. It- <laughs> Look, I can objectively say if you are spending all of your time, if you're spending all of your fucking time doing any, I mean, anything to that extent, right? Like, that's not healthy. I'm sorry. If you're doing any one thing and like obsessing over like that much, like, look, and I think, I think she, it was kind of interesting. She, the, the, I don't know these porn stars names, um, the blonde lady, I thought it was interesting how she said, like, it might make you awkward. Which is like, I mean, okay, here's something that I really want to ask people who are involved in the sex industry. Do you truly believe that most of the people that are in, like that are indulging in your content and taking in your content, do you really think that those are like healthy interactions? Like, do you truly believe that? I really, I would love to like get, a, I, I would love to get like a porn star in here or like an OnlyFans chicken and ask them that question. Like, do you truly believe, like, are you really telling me that you think a majority of the people who watch your content, like that they are doing that in a healthy way, that they're not doing that behind their partner's back, that they're not, that there's some, that there isn't some negative aspect to it. Like, do you truly believe that? And if the answer is yes, you're living in a delusion. I'm sorry. You're just living in a delusion. Um, there's a podcast with Theo Vaughn where uh, he had a prostitute on his podcast. 
And it was weird because like, I mean, he asked her, he was like, you know, how many of your, like, what's your clientele like? And her entire clientele was men who cheated on their wives. And she actually went as far to say as to justify that behavior and say that, um, that that's better than like having a side girlfriend or whatever. Right. Which is stupid, but anyways, that's that clip. Um, clearly like very dismissive. Um, here's one that I found interesting. I, I watched the short of it. I haven't actually watched the whole clip, so I'll kind of, um, experience that with you guys. But, um, this is Abella Danger who, you know, I was a huge fan. I'm not even really a huge fan of is the nose. I couldn't get past the nose. <laughs> I'm anti-Semitic. I don't know what to say. Uh, just in my porn though. <laughs> I'm only racist when it comes to porn. Okay. Uh, but, but, uh, this is this is kind of interesting because for in the and we'll watch the whole thing. I didn't watch the whole clip, but the short that I saw, she she congratulated him for doing no fap, and then immediately reverted to oh no, fuck that because then I won't make money, which is kind of shitty. But anyway, I don't jerk I, off anymore. Oh, he has, he's, he's, oh, he that. hasn't done it for a awesome. I don't. But I mean, after no. I masturbate, like especially like with the shit I be watching, I'm like, ugh, turn it off, like. Like disgust it with myself a little bit. How, how long has it been now? It's been more than a year. I haven't watched. Wow, porn. that's awesome. Yeah, you have that's what? really cool. Well, no porn. porn or no jerking. Both. No porn or no drinking. Both jerking. Oh, jerking. Yeah, no, I've had some drinks. <laughs> drink? What's, what, why do you drinks? do that though? I, just, I, like, I feel like you do that just to tell people to do it. You don't have to jerk off to your friends, but if you have a drink, believe. <laughs> no, yeah, that's yeah, that's bullshit. Fuck that guy. He's. I mean, I don't know this person. But, like, I don't go around telling people that. I do it on the podcast, but I'm not, like, if people ask me about it, I'll tell them. But, like, I'm not going around telling people that I don't jerk off. That's a very uncomfortable thing to talk about. Um, You could say that about drinking and literally anything else. But, like, with porn, there's just some weird thing where it's, like, if you say, yeah, I don't jerk off anymore, there's a very good chance. There's an overwhelming chance that you're not going to get a good reaction from that. Anyways. Yeah, I'll have a drink. I'll have okay, a drink. Okay. No, I mean, why did I do it? Yeah, mm-hmm. just mental clarity. I just like found myself trying to find. Like really into it? Not like really into it, but I just did it more how, than I probably define should. really. Define <laughs> really. Yeah. I mean, like I could, you know, I could, <laughs> could do it a few times a day. Just say what a it is. A few times a day? Yeah. Okay, you were really into it, my guy, because like mm. that's <laughs> that's she thinks that's a lot. That's interesting. That's interesting that she, that she thinks that's a lot. Um, and this is the woman who I remember. I, she said that she did, a, she shot porno every day for a year. And it's kind of wild. Like what you think? Like you do it once a day. You think I, it, it's surprising that a guy does it three times more than that every day? I don't know. That's a lot. <laughs> like I'm sorry. That's Wait. that's actually, yeah. Yeah. So I stopped. I was like, I need it. Did you ever watch me before? Uh, <laughs> it'd be cap if I said no. Yeah, yeah. It'd be but cap. you don't remember. Yeah, yeah, Maybe someday. Have, um, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Why were you starting to go down like a dark hole? Or no, it was more so just like it. It just. I mean, dude, three, four times a day, like that time, gets in the right? way of your productivity. No, I just wanted mental clarity because it's also like you don't. I didn't want to like try to get that. You're that. Trying to get that like release. Like, How do you, you find feel it in other now? Ways. You feel, feel clarified great. or whatever. Yeah, I feel better. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Because you don't have you have less moments of like ups and downs yeah. and less like oh I'm looking for this trying to yeah. find this and. I do think you think you, that you ever will again? No. Yeah, I don't think I ever will. I think that's honestly so commendable. He fucks a lot, though. That's why. Yeah. I but mean, that's great. Well, that, I have a that's great. Now, so, so it's yeah. a little different. But. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's that in a girl, relationship. Now like, she's got to take it three or four times a day, though. <laughs> that's so gr- that's I not love, fair to her. Listen, yeah. I love that for she's her. She's like, Greg, you just jerk off. <laughs> find a different girl. Like, I don't fucking know. If you're, I'm, how am I getting more pissed at the guys than the woman in this case? This is, this is insane. Um, yeah, man. Like, didn't Lola ever get back to me? No, um, fucking, fucking, amen. <laughs> God, and this is kind of the problem, right? This is why it's so hard to talk about because there is a culture of men who just don't see a problem with this. Um, I think that's changing slowly and slowly, but you know. And look, I, I will, I will commend her. I think that she's actually is ha- being very open and very honest. Um, unlike a lot of people in the industry, right? I, I do commend her for that. So. And I'm sure sure she loves, and I'm sure she probably really likes that you don't jerk off. And like all of your orgasms belong to her. Like the only time that you come, it's because of her. Yeah, yeah, that's actually, whoa, that's great. Yeah, I think that's fucking epic. Like, I love that. Yeah. 
I, just, I, I think every guy. No, you know what? Then I wouldn't make any money. So yeah, no. Nah. Keep jerking <laughs> off. Please. Jerk off all the time. Don't stop. Yeah, but it's funny though. It was just it just gives it just gives you a little more like clarity, I'd say. Yeah. Because you're like not looking forward to that like moment. Yeah. You look forward to other moments. You're like looking forward to it. Well, it's just like you know, you knew <laughs> like if planning it in your day. Not so much planning. <laughs> I wouldn't. That's sad because like. I was definitely there. I remember being at work and being like, fuck, I can't wait to get home and just get it. <laughs> that's that's a real thing. Yeah. So, I mean, there were times where I was playing. I mean, I'm not going to front, but um, it? it's just like you don't. Like fitting you, it into your schedule? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I had to, I had to work it around the gym. Um, but you can <laughs> like. Did you ever do it at the gym, like in the locker room, in the shower? No. In the car? He owns a gym. Did you so jerk off in the car? I do. I've jerked off in the car before. I know that office has seen some jerks. That I too. Have too. Damn, I haven't jerked it at the gym. No. You haven't. jerked off in the car? I've no. never even jerked I off. I fucked at the gym before. but Oh, that's kind of cool. That's I own, but I own a gym. I she's had sex like in the car, now. probably. It's pretty cool. <laughs> she's like, I, I have never jerked off in a car. You probably had sex in a car. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I had one more clip. I don't even know if it's worth it. What time is it? almost three Lolo still is not getting back come back to me I don't know what his deal is I love you Lolo sorry <laughs> get back to me motherfucker um all right yeah fuck it let's do one more um and we're not gonna watch this whole thing because it's like an eight minute clip but um this is kind of uh so Chris Williamson or Mark Martinson or Williamson I can never remember Williamson uh he does an episode called modern or a podcast called modern wisdom which I highly recommend um Really smart guy, really has a lot to say. And, you know, you can definitely kind of tell that there's a little bit of a conservative bend to him. But I think I think he's very open-minded. I think he's one of those people, excuse me, he's one of those people that's willing to interview anybody on any side of the aisle uh, without any kind of, without letting his bias show too much. So I really appreciate him. Um, you know, he probably disagrees. I mean, I can, I can, uh, I, I haven't seen the whole clip. I can kind of guess they might even disagree with this. But anyways, uh, he's, this is him talking with a man called Hamza, which I had never seen this. I might have to listen the whole episode after watching this, but, um, yeah, fuck it. Let's get into it. I've got to lose weight. I've got to do this. It's like, you just feel like shit for a little while because oh, you hate the thing. I'm at the, in the middle of the clip. <laughs> Talk to me about no fat. I, I think the online space has got this, like, different perception of what it is in my opinion i think a lot of people think like it is you know uh, the, the levitation and it's going to make you amazing and everything and it, you certainly will see a very very significant change in your life if you're one of those like hardcore wankers who like who are going multiple times a day messed up porn and everything which to be honest like there's a fair amount of guys and i'm i have mm-hmm. the authenticity to say yeah 100 i was not not that messed up but like i was one of those guys right and so when you go from this like multiple times a day to like not maybe let's say once every three days you're, you're masturbating there's quite a big difference and that's like i think as far as a lot of the benefit does go after that there's like this again this cult online which is telling you okay if you if you ever touch a dick again like that's that's the perception that they're pushing on to young young men if you fap again you've lost the benefits which that that blows my mind because that's so unhealthy to tell young guys it's like telling an obese guy okay yeah get into get into the gym get into the gym you should go every day if you miss a day you lose all of the progress that's that's heartless man that's so like I've come across more young men who have been pained by nofap than who have just like got problems with like really? porn and masturbation. Yeah, because they get like this, this um, existential crisis where now they feel like more of a loser because they keep failing nofap. And it's just like simple habit science. I tell, I, I always ask them the question like, when when did you start jacking off? And they'll say, you know, age thirteen. Then they're nineteen right now. So six years you've been building up this habit. You found NoFap a few weeks ago. Six years you've been building it up and you just think you're going to break the habit just like that. It's like, at least for me, it, it took me about five years to get onto like NoFap where like I just, it's it honestly like, it's not in my life at all. I, I don't even think about it. I often forget that porn and masturbation is the thing. But I was so hard on myself for the first like year or so thinking like I should mm. get to day 90 or something because it's not just about like, you know, the discipline and willpower. It's about, bro, like, we've been building up this habit for, like, 10 years, man. It's, like, it's going to take some time to, like, produce it down. I wonder. I really like that, actually. Because um, I, I can relate. I feel like that's that's kind of how I feel right now. Uh, that's, yeah. I, I'm not going to. I just lost my place anyways. Uh, yeah, I liked what he said. I really liked what he said. 
Um, I can really relate to that. I, I think that's what I'm currently going through. I'm currently going through because uh, it's I, yeah, there is like a real. You know, because I was involved in a Discord group for a while, and it, it, I think it that fueled a fire that made something that made it feel really toxic. And um, I, I do, I yeah, I think it's more important to have a healthy relationship with it than to shame yourself. I think that I agree with that hundred percent. Um, well, wow, we went over an hour. That's wild. Uh, fi- fi- finally lived up to my name, right? McAllister Hours. Uh, I feel like it was kind of a mini therapy session for myself, so I apologize for that. Um, I definitely won't be offended if people don't want to listen to this. Or, I mean, if you're here already, you've obviously listened to it already, so I appreciate you. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm assuming if you are here, maybe that, um, this is something that affects you in some way. And just know that you're not a bad person. It doesn't make you a bad person. Um, I say that, but I never believe it. I fucking I relapsed yesterday, and I tried to sit with the thought of uh, like you're not a bad person. I couldn't do it. I, I lost it. I lost it. And I just kept thinking about how bad I am, how bad of a person I am. And I'm saying, I like, I still believe that to this day. I still like as I'm sitting here. I don't think I'm a good person. Um, that's just how I feel. And I, I hope to, I hope to not, I hope to, no, cause I think it is a big key of it, of getting over it is that whole aspect. So anyways, guys, Stars podcast every Monday at 7 PM. I might change that time. I don't know. Cause everything else is at 2 PM. It's kind of weird to have this at seven. So I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll bump it up to two, but, um, if anything, got unhinged uncensored every tuesday at 2 p.m and then we have the guts and gore podcast every thursday at 2 p.m as well so go check those out support the channel um catch the next we're gonna have another fundraiser at the beginning of february i think it's the third or the second let me look third february third um i don't really know what time yet usually i do it from eight to eight or something like that but we'll see maybe i'll do a 24-hour one then and kill myself and uh, lose my girlfriend in the process. (laughs) So we'll see. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Peace.